Hello and welcome to part 3 of April Fools, where I look at some classic prank movies such as April Fools Day and Return to Horror High. However, today I am looking at Slaughter High, the other April Fools movie of 1986, shot on a shoestring budget in London in 1986, with soap actors a former Bond girl slash screen queen, and having three directors slash writers. This thing has terrible movie written all over it. Oh, sorry, that's cult classic. Starring Caroline Monroe, Simon Scudamore, Gary Martin, Billy Hartman, and Donna Yeager. Directed by George Dugdale, Mark Azura, and Peter Mackenzie Lennon. The plot, these school cool kids pick on the school nerd one time too many and take their final prank one step too far, disfiguring him and making him go nuts. Ten years later, he gets his revenge. So, I don't know if this was just my 25th anniversary edition of this on Blu-ray, but it opens up showing April Fool's Day as its title, not Slaughter High. Also, this has to have one of the worst theme songs I've ever heard. This thing was synth pop wannabe rock 80s nonsense. It also uses a shed load of Friday the 13th music, which I'm guessing is apt since it was the same guy who done the music for that, Henry Monsini. I should say that this one was supposed to be called April Fool's Day, however Paramount already was filming a prank movie called this and one of the producers actually sold the rights to them for an undisclosed sum, pissing off half the cast and most of the crew. Anyway, the movie opens up on Dudsleyville High School, which is actually was an old insane asylum just outside Sussex, I believe. However, the interior shots were an old grammar school, which I swear to God looks like the old Catholic school I went to when I was a kid. Same colour scheme, same door layout, same layout the lot. So, we meet Marty, played by Simon Scudamore, who sadly killed himself shortly after filming. And Carol, played by screen queen slash Bond girl, Caroline Monroe, the oldest teen this side of 90210, who leads him into the shower room to have sex. However, the cool kids, led by Skip, played by Carmine Lanacombe, step up their greatest prank to date on poor Marty. Oh, and it's April 1st, April Fool's Day. So, Carol, the world's oldest teenager at 35, yes folks, she was 35, playing 16 or 17, leads him into the girls' locker room, where she tells him to get undressed as she has to get undressed in the stall next to him. Just as the gang, complete with video camera, fabric signature and a javelin for some perverted weird reason, sneak into the locker room. So, Carol hands him an unrolled ripped condom. Wait, when did these things come? Unrolled, and did you have to watch these things after you finished with them, just like they did in the 40s and 50s? Mm. This is one hugely convoluted prank with a car battery, a jester mask, a camera, a camcorder, and other stuff to set up this ridiculous prank. For what? The pervs to see a frankly well hung teenage quote geek? Jesus Christ. Oh yes, and this is April 1st, as I said earlier, except this just happens to be poor Marty's birthday, which Carol didn't even know, even though she's supposed to be in the same class as him. Hmm. 
So, the big reveal as poor Marty opens the shower curtain, now totally naked, and yes folks, the actor actually showing his penis, the brave, brave man. To the very pervy cool kids, can sit, point and mock at him, saying where's the beef, where's the beef, while hosing him down with the fire extinguisher and poking him around with the javelin for some pervertedly weird reason and all the while filming it on the camcorder while taking Polaroid pictures of him, which is very, very freaky and weird. And then of course, dunking his head down the toilet and flushing it, which was actually a dummy, because apparently the producers wanted the real actor to do it, but he refused wholeheartedly, and I don't bloody well blame him. Now, see, oh yes, and I forgot, as he's grabbing a towel, they shock him using the car battery. Why, this is too far, even for a YouTube prank, never mind an 80s prank for crying out loud. So, the janitor goes to get the coach and he walks in just as Marty gets his head flushed for the 6th or 7th time. Hands out punishment to all of them, Carey style. Oh, I should say, since most of these cast are English, the American accents are fucking terrible. Cut to 3.45pm. And the gang are in the gymnasium, all wearing fantastically 80s outfits, even though this is supposed to be, what, 1976? And they look like they're all in their late 20s. Anyway, the coach picks on each and every one of them, including Frank, played by Billy Hartman, who I knew from British soap Emmerdale, where he played Terry Woods for 15 years. By the way, he's 29, pushing 30, playing 16 or 17. Yes, well done the casting agent there. Meanwhile, Marty gets cornered by two more of the Cool Kids gang, and he is handed a joint. Oh yes, because you're going to take a joint from two people who have been bullying you all day. And we're told he's off to the chemistry class to make some sort of acid compound. Back in the gymnasium, the coach has the gang do press-ups as the two-handed joints to Marty just swander in 20 minutes late. In the lab, Marty tries and fills like the joint three times on a Bunsen burner. However, it won't light because it is booby-trapped with firecrackers or whatever the shit the hell that stuff is in use. Well, no shit. They've been pranking you all day and you think they're going to give you a joint with nothing on it? So, ditching the joint, he reaches for a huge bottle of nitric acid from a rickety wooden shelf and places it back on it. So feeling unwell from the joint, Marty leaves the lab with the chemicals boiling in a beaker to throw up as Skip sets up the lab with some sort of chemical compound. But, oh no, foreshadowing! The acid bottle is now dangerously close to the edge. Gee, I wonder if it's going to fall and scarring our lead actor. Heading back to the lab, Marty sees Skip in a hobby, but doesn't put two and two together. Meanwhile, in the lab, the Bunsen burner somehow explodes, and within seconds, the whole place is ablaze, and oh my lord, wouldn't you believe it, the acid bottle falls onto Marty's face as the lab blows up again. So the gang run to see their handiwork as Marty lies there, half his face melted off by the acid and his body trapped under a gas pipe which burns his rest of his body and hands. The medics show up and he is wheeled away. So ten years later folks or so we're so told Carol wakes up from the nightmare of the events that happened that night. That day rather. She walks through her house which looks like bad taste has threw up all over it and gets a call from her agent Manny played by Dick Randall who was a producer of many exploitation movies, also horrors such as Pieces. 
which you can spot a poster on on his office wall, who tries to get her to do a cheap porno, but she's having none of it, so hangs up the phone to him. Saying she'd rather go to her 10 year or so school reunion. Hmm. As her roommate Susan, played by Sally Cross, who never worked again, sneaks into the flat while she's in the shower that A. doesn't make a noise, B. hardly squirts out water. Hmm. Great shower head there then. Hmm. So Carol says she'll meet her at the reunion, leaving an outfit that just screamed 1980s. She heads to her old school while that terrible theme song plays again and again in the background. On the road, Skip picks up Nancy, played by Kelly Barker, who hasn't worked since, in his clapped out VW Beetle. The dialogue in this is awful, and I love how they pass the English countryside as America. I mean, why not just set it in Britain already, for crying out loud. Out of nowhere come Joey, played by Gary Martin, and his girlfriend Stella, played by Donna Yeager, who hasn't worked since. Yet not 30 seconds earlier did Skip say luckily for Nancy he decided to take the back roads or the scenic route as he was going to take the main roads. Also she said she'd be standing there for hours as she decided to hitchhike it instead of getting the direct bus. Okay then. So getting towed to the old school, Skip and Co finally make it where they meet the rest. Carol, played by John Siegel, who again hasn't worked since and the gang are all here but they can't get into the schools, just as Frank barrels in on his motorbike as Marty watches them from the school. It's nightfall and they still haven't gone to the, into the school, so Skip and Frank finally try to break into the ab now abandoned rickety old school. Ted, played by Michael Safran, who, surprise, hasn't worked since, hits on Carol just as Skip gets the door opened. Oh, did I say it? There's a thunderstorm looming on the background. Inside the old school, they find a place trashed yet weirdly clean, so decide to wait out the storm and look around. Fuck that. A. No one knows who sent out the invites, and B. Hasn't any of them seen a fucking horror film? Hello? <laughs> so looking around, Carol finds the assembly hall trashed, and Stellar and Joy find a bed set up. Foreshadowing much? Hmm. As the rest find a party set up for all in one of the empty classrooms, complete with their old lockers and little items that they lost years earlier. See, now, when is this reunion supposed to be taking place? 10 years? 15 years? 20 years later? It doesn't fucking say. I just assumed 10 years. Finally finding Marty's locker and the yearbook, Skip tells the bullshit story of what happened to Marty after their prank went horribly wrong. Stuff about how he had multiple skin grafts and multiple surgeries, but none of them took to his face. Also, he went nuts and is locked in a nuts house, trying to desperately escape every night or every April 1st. Where in reality, it says he works for IBM. The gang have a party with the food and beer, also drugs luck out for him, as the jester, played by Mark Azera, one of the writers slash directors, stalks the hallways. And I just love how Carol won't take a joint, but she'll happily sniff coke. Gotta love 80s yuppies, folks. Lovely 80s yuppies. One thing that really pisses me off about this movie, apart from the script, which was written in one day, is the fact that the actors look straight at the camera time and time again. Also, every kill slash scare has foreshadowing like a fucking neon light, telegraphing each and every kill. While 
Carl and Nancy go for a pee. Frank and Skip jump out of them, making Nancy piss herself. Sorry, pee herself. Gross. They bump into Digby, the janitor, played by John Clark, who, unsurprisingly, never worked again. He tells them the school has been shut for five years, and it's getting pulled down in a month, so I'm guessing this is now the 90s? He quickly gets offed by the jester, because, of course, black men get killed off first, right, but in a very, very messy death. Not only... Does he get stabbed, but he also gets nailed. Oh no, doesn't he get stabbed by a door hook on the back of the head while getting crucified to the door. Lovely. So the girls play a prank on Skip by having him hold his head back with a quarter and then pouring wine down his trousers, saying it's April Fool's Day as it has now turned midnight and he should be able to take a joke because after all, Skip is the class jokester. Funny, right? Ted downs a beer in one go, but oh no, it's full of acid and his stomach explodes in some cheesy 80s effect. One thing, if Marty or the Jester set this up, how did he know the beer would have been drunk at midnight and not hours earlier? Hmm. So the gang run off, leaving Shirley, played by Josephine Scandy, who barely worked again, surprisingly. Gee, was this movie jinxed or what? I mean, Christ almighty. So finding all the doors locked, they decide to leave Shirley to her fate. So cut back to Shirley, having a bath to wash off Ted's blood. Meanwhile, Carl tries to go for help in Carl's car because, and I quote, she always starts first time. But of course the car doesn't start first time. As Carol gets it from behind, from a javelin, by the jester in the back seat of her car. A. Didn't he see the jester? And B. Didn't he see the javelin? Hmm. So the car drives off, only to be driven back, showing Carol now pinned to a gate somehow. Because the gang is now watching from the window and is seeing everything happening, but the car just pulls back and then drives back up again showing they had no chance to pin the guy to the fence. Hmm. Meanwhile, in her bath, Shirley turns on the hot water, which turns to acid, but instead of leaving the bath, she thrashes around in it as the jester looks on. With some terrible latex bodysuit effects, Shirley dies in the bath, and by the time the gang gets to her, she's down to her skeleton in some truly awful piss-poor effects. So a car pulls up, and it's Susan who makes it into the school, okay, however, is stalked from the outside. Yet, in the school, she walks down a dark corridor, which is getting lit. Then the lights go off, and they come back on and off, on and off, all the way down the corridor, leading to a full-size picture of Marty, as hands come out to kill her from the picture. Frank tells Skip, Shirley is dead. As Skip tells him, he saw Susan arrive. However, they freak out as Frank tries to take a swig from a sealed bottle of whiskey. Yes, well done, the director. Director's there. In the meantime, Joey finds a tractor in a workshop and works on it himself. This leaves the rest to hold up in a classroom. So Stella hits on Frank as she tells him her kid with Joey is actually his. As they had sex in 1980. So the kid is now his and not Joey's because he, quote, can't get it up and doesn't have time for him. Her, rather. 
as all he wants to do is tinker around with classic cars. Hmm. Back to Joey tinkering with the tractor slash lawnmower as the jester kills him by dropping the jack, pinning him to the ground and turning on the lawnmower, slicing up his kneecaps and lower body. In the bedroom, Stella mocks Frank because he can't get up either. As the group, well what's left of the group, over here Frank and Stella having electrifying sex as the jester electrifies the bed killing the killing both Frank and Stella. I guess that was some positively shocking sex then. Nancy finds Joey's dead body, so Skip, Carl and her run off to find Stella and Frank's dead bodies in the bedroom, leading to Skip shouting down dark hallways at Marty saying he will get little bastard because he's a sick fuck. In the gymnasium, Skip finds a rusty javelin and leads Nancy and Carol back into the classroom as Nancy turns on them saying it was their fault. Marty is killing them all and they should all die, not the others. After giving his big speech about not falling asleep, Skip falls asleep but is soon awakened by Jester Bells and is dragged off screen. In another room, Carol and Nancy say it's 11am, even though it's still pitch black outside, and all they need to do is survive an hour as April Fool's Day finishes at noon. However, instead of staying put, they go and look for a skip, who is getting hung by the jester in the assembly hall. Looking around, they don't find any of the bodies or any of the carnage, however, they do agree to look for a skip as they walk past the jester hat that Marty now picks up. In the video editing room, Nancy and Carol find a video of the prank playing, so she freaks out so freaked out Nancy runs off finding the door opened to the outside so she runs outside and would you believe it it's broad daylight however she gets stalked and falls down an open sewer leading her to drown in a pile of shit it's down to Carol the final girl to survive the final 15 minutes she hides in the girls' bathroom as the toilet overflows with blood. The movie soundtrack is now full-on Friday the 13th as she wanders around to school. She finds a baseball bat and brains Marty as he pops out of the giant picture of himself, but drops the bat and runs off. It is now full-on Friday the 13th as the music swells and Marty slash the jester has teleported from the hall to where Carol is even though she has run down countless hallways, through countless doorways and down numerous flights of stairs. The final showdown is in the assembly hall with Marty now armed with the javelin, stalking Carol doing his best Michael Myers impression. Out of nowhere Skip comes out but gets an axe to the face from Carol which she found somewhere but that doesn't actually say in the movie where. <laughs> So the jester attacks one last time and Carol throws him to his death through a window leading to the gymnasium as the clock hits noon. Now he lands clean on his neck and you see his neck snapping but he's not dead. However, he picks up the javelin and stalks Carol again teleporting everywhere she is. So she runs into the place but this all happens as Marty smashes the window of the door leading to the girl's locker room and then runs her through with a spear, laughing maniacally as he takes off the jester mask. So for once there is no final girl and no one gets away. Nope! 
all the ghosts of his victims all come out to scare him in some terrible makeup and huge 80s hair. Also, interpretive dance. It's weird. But, oh no, it's all in his head as Marty wakes up in hospital beds when a nurse comes to give him an injection. But nope, the ghosts of all his victims all come out to scare him in some terrible makeup and huge 80s hair and some weird interpretive dance. Off he runs into the jump scare as the dead grab at the camera from the door leading outside. But oh no, it's all in his head as Marty wakes up in the hospital bed when the nurse tries to give him an injection. Switching clothes with the nurse and killing a doctor, Marty looks straight at the camera, pulling his face off as credits roll. So that was Slaughter High, a jinxed horror movie with a piss poor, even at the time, special effects and awful acting. But hey ho, it's a cult movie, so I'm going to give this thing 5 out of 10. So coming back next week, where I look at Return to Horror High, one of George Clooney's first movies. Then the following week, I will review Captain Mega 3 Civil War. So don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod, email me Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com, and follow me on Instagram for updates on a series I will do in the future at Here's Johnny's 79. Bye!